Hey, 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 you're listening to the greatest podcast ever with Brendan Diggity Dennis And today we're going to be talking about the most interesting topic ever, a topic only slightly more interesting than geology, which is the application of radioisotopes. And we'll go into more detail than that. This will just be a quick introduction of sorts. And don't worry, I will try to go as quickly as possible through so we can get to the main details. So what are radioisotopes? What a great question. So let's be more specific. What are isotopes? So isotopes are atoms of the same element that have a different number of neutrons. For example, carbon-14 would be an isotope of carbon because it has eight neutrons rather than typical six. A radioisotope, on the other hand, is an isotope that is radioactive. As you can see, scientists are really good at naming things. Now, there are many different types of radioisotopes in the world, obviously, because every single element has at least one isotope, and there is 118 known elements, and of course, more, more that are possible. So that means there's at least one for each element, so there's more than 118 isotopes. Now, radioist more than 118 radioisotopes, rather. And these radioisotopes have a ton of uses that includes the treatment of diseases, ability to sterilize medical equipment, trace processes in organisms, preserve food, detect smoke, analyze pollutants, detect instability in metal, analyze water movement, study minerals, and measure the age of fossils, among many other things. Now, today we're going to talk about that last one because paleontology and cool. Paleontology is very cool. And that does not just refer to dinosaurs. That's just fossils in general. So... Let's talk about carbon-14. So what carbon-14 is, is a radioisotope of carbon with a mass number of 14, which means it has eight neutrons and six protons. And that means that the symbol is a C and has a little 14 above and a little six below. Now carbon-14 is a half-life of 5,730 years and decays via beta decay. And beta decay is having a neutron turn into a proton and electron, and the pro electron is then shot out of the nucleus. Uh, the decaying, decaying of carbon-14 results in the production of the non-radioactive non isotope nitrogen-14. Considering I've just given you all this sweet information on carbon-14, you've probably figured out that carbon-14 has something to do with measuring the age of fossils. And ding, 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 that is exactly correct. Carbon-14 is utilized in a method of radioactive dating, and radioactive dating does not mean going out with the Hulk. It is a method of finding the age of objects by measuring the amount of specific radioactive materials within them. In this case, it is used in carbon-14, and this method that uses carbon-14 is known as carbon dating. Again, absolutely brilliant names here. So what does carbon dating do? Well, carbon date. Carbon dating measures the ratio of carbon-12 to carbon-14 present in an organism, and carbon-12 is yet another isotope of carbon. Now, this allows the person measuring to determine the age of the organism. So how does this work? So all organisms, moss, humans, mushrooms, slime molds, quarters, catfish, dachshunds, all these organisms are all carbon-based life forms, okay? All the aliens say that in the alien movies, that's what they are, okay? We're all based around carbon. So. Every carbon-based life form contains carbon-12 and carbon-14, and the ratio between these two forms of carbon remains about the same during lifetime. However, when the organism dies, the carbon-14 atoms will decay into nitrogen-14 and are not replaced. And if you're wondering what I mean by replaced, what normally happens is that when you're alive, the carbon-14 that exists within you comes from the carbon dioxide which you breathe. Carbon dioxide itself is formed when protons from cosmic rays collide with atoms in the atmosphere, forming neutrons, which then collide with nitrogen to form carbon-14, which then combines with oxygen to form carbon dioxide. Very complicated process. Well, not really, just a bit convoluted. So because of the way uh, carbon-14 decays in nitrogen-14, this means that the quantity of 14 to 12 goes down, and this then allows us to determine the age of the creature. However, this cannot be used for things like dinosaurs because after such long periods of time, there's simply not enough cartoon, cartoon carbon-14 present in the organism for any meaningful information to be gathered from the ratio. So this method, could, this method can unfortunately only be used for animals and plants and fungi that are younger than um, 50,000 years. So hopefully you learned a lot from this video and uh, tune in next week to the super doofer scientific adventures when uh, we'll discuss the uh, manner in which you can uh, destroy the universe. Uh, thank you so much for watching.